The promise that I issue to you is that by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12, let the mysteries begin. Uh, If you're new to this part of the programme, throw me a bone. All right, just indulge me for a moment. I love it. It's really, really nice because what it does is plug some of the gaps in our in our knowledge like earlier today when i said oh human beings have been successfully raising babies for millions of years and a couple of you sent me useful snippets of information pointing out that in terms of behavioral modernity human beings have only been recognizable as they are currently for about fifty thousand years two hundred thousand physically about fifty thousand behaviorally so do you see you see you could have phoned up and said how old are humans don't phone up and say how old are humans but you could have done earlier Mystery Hour just provides, ideally, answers to the questions that have been niggling you for the longest time. Okay? Hit the numbers now if you've got a question. 0845 It's, uh, uh, it gets pretty busy, but we rattle through this hour, so don't, don't be put off if you, if you don't get through immediately. If you hit the numbers now, you will get through. If you're new to it, think of the newspaper columns, the Q&As, the notes and queries, when a reader will write in and say, why is it that we do this? Or where does that come from? Or what is, what is this? What does that mean? Wait, or your children might have said something to you. Daddy, why do fish breathe out of the... Whatever. You see? Point is, you know there's an answer, you just don't know what it is yourself. Call me, ask the question, someone listening will know the answer. 0845 And if you are the person who knows the answer... You have to actually know it. By that I mean this is a Google search engine and encyclopedia-free zone. This is, very simply, a celebration of learning, illumination, knowledge and elucidation, all of which is undertaken mostly by you, so it's lovely for me. If you hear someone else ask a question to which you know the answer, give me a ring. If you've got a question to which you desperately need an answer, give me a ring. And remember, if you don't get through, judicious use of redial is frankly... Uh, the only way in which we can make this work. Y- you have to have judicious use of redial. <laughs> I'll stop saying that now. Um, we just crack on. One other rule, not allowed to be boring, and the uh, telephonist's decision is final, Lucy and Kira. They don't like your question on the grounds that it's dull. They won't put you through. No arguing, no, no appeals. If it's about motoring, chances are it will be considered dull. And the only other circumstances in which your question won't get onto the radio is if it's repetitious, if we have actually dealt with it relatively recently. Good way to check that, if you're so minded, is to go to the website, lbc.co.uk, and uh, consult the Mystery Hour archive, which, of course, also is where you go to get the podcast of today's programme. For the last three weeks, this is the third consecutive week in which Mystery Hour has been available as a standalone, world-exclusive, free, oh yes, free podcast. Shall we crack on? Marcus is in Surbiton. Marcus, what incredibly intellectual mystery would you like solved today? James, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Um, I, we have just got a new German Shepherd puppy. Oh, yes. And when we take her for a walk, she loves it when we throw her frisbee into the very long stinging nettles, and she loves to be able to run in there and find it. Right. And when she can't find it, I have to go in and find it, and I get stung to pieces, and she seems not to. Obviously, her nose is her leading edge as it goes through, and... And she doesn't get stung. And oh. I want to know, first of all, do dogs get stung? And if if they do, is it do German Shepherds not get stung? It's the nose that you're in, because the fur would provide insulation from stings for the yeah, rest of... Yeah, she's got pads on the bottom of her feet, and I worry about those. But she, she clearly loves it, because, you know, she she we, she whines when we don't throw it in there. So quite a, yes. So, 
But yes, I don't, I, how would we know? Well, that's the reason for the phone call. No, I, I know, but I'm just thinking. About, but aside from dogs talking, you could. Can you tell when your dog? Can you identify a thing? Well, there's some fairly, fairly well-educated scientists. Down I don't there. think you get stung on the bases of your own feet, would you? Because the skin's so thick. It's about the distance between skin, between surface and nerve. James, I think you're trying to answer this one yourself. And I yeah, think it never ends happily, does it? I'll crack on. So, can dogs get stung? There you by go. nettles? Yeah. It's not that intellectual. It's not an intellectual show, James. What? Did you hear the last hour? Don't answer that. Crack on. Matt's in Clapham. Matt, question or answer? Uh, it's a question. Carry on. I want to know why the, the head of a beer tastes so much worse than the actual beer itself. Does it? you you think the same. I'll, yeah, I mean, if you if you if I pour a lager into a pint glass and, and there's a head on it and I'll take a sip, it's absolutely disgusting compared to the actual lager itself. Have you not noticed that? It's been a while since I drank lager. <laughs> I don't know whether bitter is the same, but... Uh, I quite like the head on a bit. Yeah. I d it doesn't taste worse, it just tastes different. Oh, no. Well... Maybe it's the beer I drink then. Well, so it's just it's just <laughs> foam. Yeah, but it tastes like if I pour a coke. Yeah. And sip the head of a coke or a lemonade, yeah. it tastes like coke or lemonade. But but with a lager, it just uh. seems to taste. Well, you don't get a head on. You don't get a head on a Coca Cola. Well, you, if you're quick enough, you can. Well, that's, sip that's, the head but off it's it. different. Yeah. So is it different chemically from the drink beneath? Does something happen in the way that it doesn't yeah, to pop? Yeah, I think it must be. I think I it mean, must be as well. Otherwise, it wouldn't stay all heady. No, exactly. Or I, I don't know. Maybe it's a rubbish question then. No, I, I don't. No, it's not as bad as asking whether dogs get stung. <laughs> no, uh, well, I'll leave it up to you. I, I, well, not me. Well, I don't know yeah. any more than you do, but hopefully someone listening will. No worries. Fingers crossed. Oh, My there you go. Thanks. Cheers. Lisa's an Isha. Lisa, question or answer? Please question, please, James. Go on. When you get upset, why do you get a lump in your throat? What is the lump? Because there's obviously nothing physical there. It's not just when you get upset. Have you ever done speeches in public or, or, or like a reading? No. Uh, you always get a swallow halfway through if you're nervous. No, I didn't know that. You can catch it. I bet you notice next time you're at a wedding, the best man gets up, he starts his speech, about halfway through the third line, he'll go, and the other thing that I'd... Like, the other thing I'd like to say about the bride... Why, is there a lump in the throat? Is it, it's a sob. It's half a sob, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, because I think it's even before you start sobbing, you can feel it kind of building in the back of your throat for some reason. Yes. I wondered what it was. You're on. Thank you. You're welcome. It's ten minutes after twelve. You can answer any of these questions. Give me a call now. If you have a question of your own, the invitation remains open. 0845 So we need a sort of proper physiological, an ear, nose and throat surgeon, uh, to explain what, why you get a lump in the throat when you're nervous or upset. We want to know whether dogs can get stung by stinging nettles. And why does the head on a beer taste noticeably different from the rest of the drink in a way that it doesn't on non-alcoholic fizzy drinks? Except Crabby's ginger beer, or other brands of alcoholic ginger beer, which no doubt exist by now. That's pretty similar. Paul's in Northolt. Paul, question or answer? Oh, I don't. A bit embarrassing, really. I've been a mini-cab controller for the last 27 years. That's not embarrassing, mate. It's a living. Well, uh, very good. <laughs> um, uh, Go on. Actually, I need to change, because I wouldn't mind your job. It sounds pretty easy. Anyway, it's another thing. Um, and I, I use the term Roger hundreds of times a week, and I've done it for the last 27 years. Yes. So, listen, listening to your mystery, Alex, it suddenly struck me. 
Why do I say Roger? What does Roger mean? Right, as well, in, where does Roger come from? As in, where does Roger come from? As in Roger and out? Yeah, yeah, what do I say? I'd say Roger, they say Roger back to me, which means I understand. Roger. Uh, how does Roger mean, where does Roger come from? And I've been using this for the last 27 years, and I don't know what I'm talking about. If we don't get an answer to that one, I'll give you the money myself. Thank you very much. Someone's bound to know that. I can't believe it's never come up before. So we, we've got dogs getting stung, we've got Roger. I like that. This is all radio lingo, isn't it? it, it it's 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 origin of or what you say over and out is Roger instead of saying over. Why, why Roger? Why not Lionel oh, or Derek? Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call. Uh, Tony is in Billericay. Tony, question or answer? Question, James. Come on, Tony. Right. Uh, why do they throw confetti at weddings? I've always wanted to know why. That's quite a nice question as well. I can't believe we've never done that one before. Can't yeah, it baffled me. I don't know why. Unless it's commercial, I don't know. Well, it, it is now. It used to be rice. Yeah. Or bricks at mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, maybe rice was like a, a way of... So you threw rice because it, it, um, it it's like wealth, isn't it? It's there's some rice. There you go. You're not going to starve. And then when yeah. ri- they got rid of the rice because, uh, I, I don't know, vermin... Perhaps. Yeah, it could be. If they throw rice, I think they should have given a bucket as well, because they don't catch it. You, you, to take the rice home, maybe you did. Back in the old, I don't know. Why am I even doing this? I've got. There's no earthly way I'm going to get to an answer you're going to accept by speculating out loud, loud about the origins, the rice-based origins of confetti. <laughs> we had rose petals at our wedding. Lovely, yeah. I won't tell you what yeah, we had. At can our you sound a bit more sincere? I'll say that again, and I just want you to go. Oh, all right. Go on in. We had rose petals at our wedding. Oh, Thanks, Tom. Nice. Cheers, mate. Jonathan's in Stoke Newington. Jonathan, question or answer? A question, please. Come on. It's a competition, doesn't it? A question, if I may. Yes, please. you may. You uh, may. You right. Uh, a try. Why in rugby is a try? I love rugby and I'm ashamed. I don't know why a try is called a try. Well, why is a goal called a goal? Yeah, yeah. It's just a word. No. I don't know. A try. I don't know what- yeah, a try. Because a try is like a goal, isn't it? I mean, in different sports, like American football, they call it a touchdown, but they don't actually touch it down. Rugby is called a try. But, but they, have, they have tried. They have tried. But I it's a success. That. It's not a yeah. try, it's a success. You don't say good <laughs> no, try in any exactly. other sports unless they exactly. fail. Actually, I never thought of that. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> we, uh, by the way, we weren't allowed confetti at our wedding. Why not? Hey, Lawrence Delali will know, he's your mate, and he's, if he's listening, he'll read that. Okay, well, I, I, we'll see, Jonathan, but I, I wouldn't hold your breath, mate. He's a very busy yeah. man, he's probably off on one of his amazing <laughs> charity. And when you say mate, you, you use the term quite loosely. We went to school together 25 years ago. Yeah, I know, I remember when he was in the studio and he said, I think he was in a Nick Ferrari programme. No, it was, it, was, it was the end of an Ian Dale. But anyway, you, you need to get out more, Jonathan. Sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm out now in these truck lifts all day long. That's <laughs> like Guantanamo Bay. Poor fella. <laughs> it's 14 minutes after 12. Uh, I'm missing one. I've got dogs and nettles. I've got beer and foam. I've got Roger confetti and tries. There was one other as well, wasn't it? it was, what did the lady ask? The, the, the second question that we had. I, the, didn't, it'll come to me. Chris is in Maidenhead. Chris, question or answer? It's a question, James. Oh. Right? Yes. No, I like right. questions. Um, <laughs> My dad's ashes, we got them back just after we had him from 80. Oh, yeah. Now, the, the bone what? is pure white. I know you got the ashes, yeah. but the bone is pure white. Why doesn't it discolour when it's burned? My mum's cooking used to burn, she could burn a lamb bone black. 
But when you look through these ashes, I'm not being funny, I'll try to yeah. poke it, like. No. But it's pure white. But, uh, oh, mate, I... <sighs> I need to ask a couple of questions. I'm conscious of, of potential insensitivity, Christopher. Yep, yep. No well, problems. How, how do you how do you know? I mean, is it still? Is I've it got still, my dad's ashes at home. Yeah. In the box. And in the box, there's bony bits. It's not all there's just bony, ash. You, you, no, it's not just ash. There's bone. What big they, lumps they, of they bone? The, well, chips of bone. You know what I mean? Because they, they, once it's cremated and burned, yeah. it goes through a grinder and, and it crushes it. Yeah. So the wife's nan, we've got uh, well, You've just uh, answered, you've just, an, you've just, well. I think you've just answered your question. You've got who in the garden? Um, <laughs> the wife's nan's ashes around the garden as well. Right. And they're, they're, they're white as well, they're pure white. Yeah, but if they I never took... seem to sink. If I took... <laughs> which, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, no, it's not quite, is it? What, what, um, what, where was I? Hang on. Wait there a second. <laughs> lamb bones. If, if, you know the lamb bone that, that, that gets burnt in the Sunday roast? Yeah. If I put that through a chipper, what will come out the other end? Well, yeah, but there's no discoloration. It's, it's there, yeah. yeah it's only going to be black on the outside. It's going to be white inside, mate. <laughs> yeah, possibly. No, not possibly. There's no possibly about <laughs> it. This is awful. I wish we were only talking about lamb and not your late father, but your dad's bones would have probably got a bit... Oh, crikey. How yeah, does no, this happen? Who let you on? Being, not being funny, but the incinerator is going to put the burner a hell of a lot hotter than yeah, but, the oven, but isn't it? Yeah, but that's why they put it through the... Oh, what word did you use? I can't say mincer. <laughs> the grinder. The grinder. Well, that's why they oh, put it... Oh, we watched it, mate. You know what I mean? Uh... <laughs> put it through the grinder and you get the inside. So that the, if you think of any bone that's left in one piece, even if it's covered in black... Put it through yeah. the grinder. Why am I saying grinder? It's your dad. Oh, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Yes, but if you put a blackened bone through a grinder, then the chips are going to be mostly white. Because it's the inside yeah. of the bone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give you that one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and regards... You, no, can we go to the travel news, please? It's 20 minutes after 12. You're listening to LBC 97.3. Da- I think David Mell is off on Saturday, isn't he? Is he not? Because I think Boris's dad is standing in for him. Stanley Johnson is uh, joining Ken Livingston. Uh, seriously, I don't know if you listen to that show. You really should. But the way we're putting it together now, it sounds like a sort of tribute act to Last of the Summer Wine. Is what one of the... F- f- Stanley Johnson. It's a bit like when um, uh, Peter Salis... No, who was it that Bill Owen passed away? They brought his son in. So David Mell is going off, so we brought in Boris's father. It's... it's ab- absolutely fantastic it, it may not be this saturday but it's coming up soon anyway i'll double check for you i just saw it on my email i thought that's a good that's a good idea uh it's 21 minutes after 12 mystery hour is underway if you can tell me why we get a lump in the throat whether or not dogs get stung by nettles why the head on a pint tastes chemically different from the rest of the pint in a way that doesn't happen with pop why we say roger on the radio uh how many questions have we got here is anybody going to answer any origins of confetti why is a, a score in rugby called a try and uh, we went definitive on the bones didn't we i got so discombobulated by the whole thing i forgot to have my round of applause oh thank goodness i remembered thank you thank you cheers thank you andy's in croydon question or answer andy it's an answer james yes uh why is a try called a try that's a question um it's yeah, it's called a try because it used to be worth, I don't know if it is now, but it used to be worth three points. So every time you scored one, it was called a try, try being three. T-R-Y. T-R-I. Or twa. Do you think so? 
I know so. How do you know so? Um, when I was at school, my PE teacher was um, an ex-professional rugby player. Same here. And uh, we did nothing at school in PE but rugby, and oh. I hated it. Did you? But I, I, because I wanted to cause problems, I asked why it was called a try, because I wanted to do anything other than play rugby. Yeah. And he explained to me the reason it was called a try is because when they started playing rugby back when it was invented, um, it was worth three points for score, and it was called a try, because try, tripod being three. I, uh, I, I like it. However... There are a couple of flaws in your story. Which are? Never take any intellectual advice from PE teachers. <laughs> I agree with that. And I too was an annoying little so-and-so at that age, and I'm pretty sure that in order to shut me up, teachers often lied to me. <laughs> I remember a geography teacher who at one point famously said, don't know, don't need to know, nobody knows, in response to one of my... <laughs> slightly mi- I don't think that works. I could be wrong. Uh, hang, on, I, hang on, hang on, hang so, on. Stay there. Let's 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 try Simon, who's in Orpington. Simon, what do you think? Yeah, that's uh, that was a geography teacher wind up. Go on. Um, originally, when Webb Ellis picked up the ball, when he ran with it and put it down over the line, yeah, he was then allowed to have a try at scoring the goal. So the try originally was worth zero points. You got nothing for a try. And, uh, and you the, then yeah. had to go at the goal. I don't know if it would have happened on the very first occasion that Webb well, Ellis did it. I, I imagine he got sent for an early shower when he picked yeah, up the okay. ball in the middle of a game of soccer and ran up the other end of the pitch. But in the yeah. early incarnation of rugby, which 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 is born of football, you, yeah. you, you get you get the ball over the line and then you have a kick at goal, literally, which it, you still which do. Way? Yeah, and the try was worth nothing. So you got nothing for the try. Andy, and points and so, for the so, goal. So, Simon, I, you, I think you've, I personally, I don't want to put words into Andy's mouth. I think I think Simon's done enough. Andy, what do you reckon? Um, you know, funny enough, he's, he's, my, my, my answer sounded very plausible until he spoke. I thought so too. Actually, it really did. It, it, apart from that provenance issue with the PE teacher. Yeah, see, I, I, that I, was I, your I, first I, I, mistake. Was thinking that a PE teacher might actually know something. There's a reason why he was teaching PE, Andy. Both both arguments, I think, uh, or both both answers, could easily be taken as the correct answer. But nah. to be fair, I am leaning slightly towards his. Slightly, slightly. Listen, your man would have been teaching English or history if he knew anything. He was teaching PE because he didn't. Yeah, good, good point, well, mate. Simon. Yes. Can we spare a smattering of your applause for Andy? Because I, I sense a, a bit of desperation creeping into that call. But for a good effort. Yes. For a good try. Yeah. yeah a good try. I, I... <laughs> go on, give them two to share. There you go, boys. Thank you. Good work. And, uh, oh, with some competition for best text of the day. Simon in Weybridge has texted to say, and if you don't know why, it means you weren't paying attention 20 minutes ago. James, it's called a cremulator and not a grinder. I knew that word would come in handy one day. And that day, Simon, is today. Rick's in Hoddesdon. Rick, question or answer? Answer, James. Yes. The head on a beer. Yes. It, it tastes unpleasant because, if you think about it, the majority of the head is the gas, which is carbon dioxide, which has come from the beer. Yes. And it's only held together with a very small amount of beer. Yes. But then why, right. why, doesn't the, why doesn't the foamy top on a Coke taste bad, then? So why doesn't the if you, if you top get, on a... If you suck the foam off the top of a glass of Coca-Cola? I'm guessing because Coca-Cola has a much stronger, sweeter taste, which overrides the taste of carbon dioxide. 
Does carbon dioxide have a taste? Apparently so. Well, I, no. I mean, you can't have an apparently so. You're supposed to be going definitive. Well, what do you base this on? Drinking a lot of beer. You see, I, I, if, <laughs> if, I was in, if I was in a grumpy mood, I'd say that phoning me up to tell me that the foam on top of a beer is made up chiefly of carbon dioxide does not get filed under useful advice. I mean, everybody knows that. But if you're suggesting yeah. with some basis of, of confidence that carbon dioxide has a taste, then, 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 then your argument's got legs. But there's, there's only one difference between the foam on the top of a beer yeah. and the beer which is in a glass. Yeah. Which is the, the foam on the top of the glass. No, not necessarily. <laughs> there could be something in the beer that has oxidised upon exposure to air. That's why they keep but it, it pressurised, I mean, to keep it fizzy, but it may well be a side effect that exposes... why beer goes off if you leave it for a long time. Yeah, but the foam comes from the bottom of the glass, yes. usually. Yes, but then it reaches the top and something gets oxidised. But it's the bubbles which are left on the top of the glass. But then why would, why would all other drinks which, which produce... A, all other carbonated drinks not produce a foam that tastes noticeably different from the... Like champagne, for example. Champagne doesn't have this problem. Coca-Cola doesn't have this problem. Iron Brew, Tizer, Vimto. I could go on. <laughs> yeah, but they're all sweet tastes. Champagne? Would you drink the foam of champagne? Hell yeah. I don't I've never drunk the foam from champagne, but I Come off it. You've never popped a, you've never popped a cork and then had to suck up all the foam because it was spilling don't. out of the bottle. No, James, I thought you was uh, of higher birth than that. Of well, to, to slurp <laughs> up, well, I don't do it anymore, but when I was young and foolish, <laughs> as I was punting my way through through the waterways of the Midlands, <laughs> sipping champagne <laughs> and dining on Ginster's Passage, no, I, 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 you played a decent hand, but you understand why you're not getting a round of applause. Okay. If, if it turn out that you deserve one, I'll, I'll have humble pie with my next glass of champagne. Nadine's in Hither Green. That rhymes. Question or answer, Nadine? <laughs> Well done, Joe. Thank you. Um, question for yeah, you. Yes. Why is it? I'm on maternity leave at the moment, so right. I do lots of midwives and whatever. I don't do I don't do gynaecology related questions, Nadine. Uh, sorry, Joe. <laughs> sorry. Right. Um, I've noticed that the title for a male child is master. Yes. I'd like to know why that is, and at what point does it reverse revert to Mister, and why? I think so it, a female child is Miss all the way through until they get married. Yeah. Is it not? Are you, are you not? A, you're not a master until you get married, are you? No one no, would call. No one would call a fifty-year-old bachelor master. No, you're not. So my question is then: At what point does it change to Mister? When you get the vote. When you get the vote. Is that is that definitive, Jane? Mm, I, it's up to you. It's up to me. Yeah. Nice. Like is it definitive um, or not? I, I suspect not. Probably not. No. I'll. I'll yeah. Well, when does master become Mister, and why? Nice one. Thank you, Nadine. You're listening to Mystery Hour with me, James O'Brien, live on LBC. Well, actually, it might not be live. You might be listening to the podcast. Oh, and now I'm late for this. LBC 97.3. Call 0845 6060 Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. It's 33 minutes after 
12. This is LBC 97.3. Questions on mystery. I'm chuckling because Tilo sent a hilarious uh, email in during a conversation in the last hour about a Osama bin Laden. Um, it, we, I'll read it to you. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit right. It's perfectly fair, that, isn't it? I think we can, yes, of course. Why is Osama bin Laden always described as the world's worst terrorist? Surely, strictly speaking, he was the best. That idiot who set himself and his 4x4 alight at Glasgow Airport before getting biffed by a baggage handler and consequently dying on his backside in hospital must surely qualify as the world's worst terrorist. Shouldn't make light of these things. Although, you know, like Tilo, there's a large part of me that thinks you should. Mark's in St Albans. Mark, question or answer? Uh, answer, James. Go on, mate. Uh, Roger, uh, uh, on the radio. Yes. Why the cab companies use Roger. It's, um, it's from the American phonetic alphabet. R, which Lynch, which R was the abbreviation for the word received. And in the American phonetic alphabet, R was Roger, uh, or is Roger. What is it in R's? Ronco? Uh, Romeo. Romeo. Where did I get wrong? What's Ronco? I don't know. I think you just made that up. Isn't it an old record label? Possibly. (laughs) This is what I love about mystery. Sometimes you solve mysteries you didn't even know existed. Bronco. (laughs) No, Bravo. Bronco? What? Yeah, you're Uh, right. You're clearly right. What are your qualifications? um, Well, until recently, I was uh, in the military for a long time, and I used RT procedure all the time. Now, that that R2 procedure is what you're describing? Yes. Uh, Roger. Roger, but Roger, American phonetic alphabet. Roger, Roger, so I say Roger to know that I've heard you. Then I say my bit, and then I say over. Do I? Over. Uh, no, if you finish. You didn't say Roger. You didn't say. You didn't say Roger. Try again. Over. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Roger. James. So I wouldn't be very good at this. Oh, my God, they've just blown up Brussels. So so, so you finish speaking, and I say Roger, because I've received. Yes, no, 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 you Over means um, um, I've finished, I have finished transmitting, and I'm waiting for your reply. Yeah. Out, out means that I've finished transmitting, and I don't need a reply from you. I'm not waiting for you. And so if you say over, I say Roger. If you say over, no. If, if you I say, say over, yeah, yeah. If you say over, you can then say Roger, or you can say Wilco. Wilco, which means message received, understood, and will comply. That's, That's where I got Ronco from. Or... That's where Ronco came from, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah, yeah Roger it means will comply. Yeah. So, do I have to say it, Roger? Um, Mark, you do. You do if you're in the military and you don't want to get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And so, whenever you finish talking, I should say Roger before I say my piece. Over. <laughs> I'm getting a headache now. You're the plumbing expert. How do you think I feel? Over. <laughs> is that right, though? Over. Yes, it is. It is. That is right. Roger. Because you'd finished transmitting and yeah. you were waiting for my reply. Why do you think so many members of UKIP are called Roger? That's a very good question. Over. Or indeed, Derek or Nigel. I don't know, over. Roger. Over and out. <laughs> you can't say over and out, because then you're, then, then you're repeating yourself. Hey? If you say over and out... Roger. What you're actually saying is, message re- I've finished transmitting and I'm not waiting for your reply. Oh. Or I'm finished tra- transmitting and I am waiting for your reply. Uh. You can't say 
over and out, nor can you say Roger Wilco, no. which is what people often say. Damn them, and their <laughs> stupid ways over. <laughs> would you like a round of applause, Roger? I, I, I think I would, please, James. Over. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Over. Paul's in Farnborough. Paul, question or answer? Over. Um, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an answer. It's about the um, the dogs and, and German shepherds being uh, not being affected by stinging nails. They are. It's the same as us. They have skin which have nerve endings. Yeah. It's just the coat is obviously going to protect them, same as the layer of clothing on, on us. Their noses are actually quite sensitive. Um, same as their pads, but it depends on how much use their pads have. If they've got very thick pads, a lot of concrete, then their pads will naturally get thicker. It's like the same as humans, but, but the nose was the was the crucial organ, wasn't it? Is the nose an organ? Yeah, very, very sensitive. And even if they, if, um, obviously with stinging nettles, they do have like a dust, so they can actually suck the stinging nettles into the nose, which would damage the... Um, so why, so, so he's just what he's just sucking up the the, the pain then when the dog dives into the yeah, stinging nettles. Yeah, every dog has a different level of level of how much pain they can take. Every dog has much. has its day as well. Yeah, yeah, and Sorry. same as that. Some people yeah. stinging nettles aren't bothered; they're not bothered by them at all. Others they are. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Qualifications? Uh, dog trainer, heavily qualified in stuff like that, and anatomy and physiology. So really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this might sound a little unkind, but when you say dog trainer, I don't automatically think heavily qualified in anatomy and physiology. My, I think heavily qualified in saying sit. No, I've got... You have to understand the anatomy and the physiology of dogs to work in. The same as the nose. The nose has so many different parts to it. You have to understand what each part does and you know. how dogs move, how dogs react and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot more. I've got, I think, about 16 diplomas in behaviour and... Blimey. Just like that. So, yeah, you yeah. take quite a lot, actually. Where'd you keep them? Well, my dogs. My no, they're not the dogs. They're <laughs> diplomas. <laughs> yeah. The same place as you keep your degrees. Fold away in the cupboard somewhere. Mm. <laughs> You're very kind imagining the plural. Yeah. I, I never went to my degree ceremony. Yeah? No, I missed it. I, I got the day wrong. Tim, uh, was you sucking champagne out of the, um, <laughs> the <laughs> I was, I, I was. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> I had a fight with a bloke called Roger after he told me it was over. <laughs> Give Paul a round of applause. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. Mike's in Maida Vale. Question or answer, Mike? Uh, answer. Come on, Mike. It's uh, concerning the foaming? On the ale. On the ale, yes. yes. And the foaming on the lemonade as well. And by contrast, not distinctively different from the foaming on the top of the ale. Well, well the foaming on the top of the ale is what one would call stable foam. Oh, yes. And the one that comes off the lemonade is unstable foam. Which presumably yeah, which, refers to the, the, the speed with which it dissipates or dissolves. That's exactly right. And that's how you measure it. Why does stable foam on a beer taste a little bit unpleasant? Because the reason the foam is stable mm. is because it has surfactants that the bubbles pick up as they go through the, uh, through the liquid. And these surfactants are species that like the interface between the, uh, between the gas and the liquid. And bacteria? No, no, uh, no, no, it's not bacteria. If you take the case of Guinness, for example, it's amino Another acids. case of Guinness, Mike, since you <laughs> ask, go on. <laughs> uh, if, you take, uh, if you take Guinness, very, very stable foam, yes. it's the amino acids uh, that uh, are in the Guinness 
that's, you know, the whole thing about the Guinness being good for you. Yes. It contains quite a bit of protein, which is the amino acids. And the, 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 amino, the bubbles amino, pick it up on the way through the pint. That's it. And it like, and it's when you said species, I, I, you, you mean it in a scientific sense that's rather right, than a exactly, living, breathing, yeah. yeah. Sort of complex uh, molecular species. Of course. And uh, what they do is they congregate on the interface between the gas and the liquid. And so they'll have a higher concentration there than the, the liquid itself. I, 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 look, I'm going to level with you, mate. You yeah. could have made all that up, and you're still going to get a round of applause. I had no idea. This is why I love Mystery Hour, Mike. <laughs> when that <laughs> question got asked, I had no idea I was going to learn something so impressive. Thank you. Uh, well, you say that. I can't imagine the next people I have a pint with are going to thank you for the fact that <laughs> I'm out. Ah, oh, yes, what you've got there is, uh, what was that word again? A, co a concentration of yeah. surfactants or species. Surfactants, mate. It's all about the surfactants. Oh, yes. tomorrow morning I'll come into work and I'll say, oh, I think I had a few too many surfactants in my pint last yeah. night. I was feeling a little bit. What are your qualifications? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer oh. and uh, I deal with foaming systems. No way. This is actually your field of professional expertise. Yeah, well, my field is uh, crude oil, and uh, we get stable foaming crude, and we get unstable foaming crude, and what we have to do is manage it, because if the crude foams too much, then it ruins downstream systems, like compressor systems. I, 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 if I could, I'd give you ten rounds of applause. This is up there with my favourite answer of all time. <laughs> Can I give him ten rounds of applause? Why don't you get a bit boring for everybody else? Uh, thank you very much. No, it's not over yet. Over. We've never done that. Oh. We've never done that before, Mike. I'm deeply honoured. Uh, well, I, I'm deeply grateful. I really am. Thank you. I love this. Len's in Hackney. Len, question or answer? Ah, uh, this is a question. Go on. When you die from natural causes, yeah. what is it you actually die of? And the reason I ask is because you're always hearing yeah. on the radio that this one died of cancer or this or that, this one died of a heart attack. And a couple of weeks ago... Well, what radio are you listening to? Huh? What radio uh, are you on listening the news to? All the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A couple of weeks ago, when Vidal Sassoon died, they said uh, he died of natural causes, and I said to my wife, "Well, natural causes." Yeah. And she says, well, I, "Just the body just gives up. Yeah. It doesn't just give up, does it? You're all right one oh. day and dead the next day." No, I don't know. It's a really good question, that. Yeah, I think it is. It's been driving me mad ever since. Mm, and I bet you've been driving your wife mad with it. I have too. been, and yeah. my family. And all of the family, <laughs> so thanks for sharing, anyway. Okay. All right. All Natural right. causes, as opposed to, a, 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 you, you know, a, a diagnosable disease or condition or, or getting hit in the head with a a frying pan not nothing very natural about that i like that len that's a actually i really like that have we got we've got a recap we haven't done confetti we've done roger we've done beer and foam we've done dogs why do you get a lump in the throat and origin of confetti we've done try and now we've got to do natural causes grace is in woolwich question or answer grace question yes um why is it when women are fighting is it associated with a cat fight why is it called a cat fight Hey, I've never wondered about that before. Do we fight like cat, cat, cat fight? A cat, where's a girl's fighting called a cat fight? Yeah, because mm. I'm sure there's male cats, isn't there? So. There are, Grace, yes. You're on fairly yeah. firm ground with your assertion that, that there are almost certainly male cats around. Yeah. Yeah. Cats. Cat, dog, dog fight? We have a dog fight. But that, um, that's aeroplanes usually, not men. Yeah. And a cat fight. Why are female fights called cat fights? 
Why do you want to know? You, you, I don't know. I've always wanted to pugnacious? ask a question on the show, and so you, it just occurred to me one day. Oh, well, I don't know if that works like that. You're not supposed to sort of desperately dream up a question. It's supposed to be a sort of outlet for questions that have naturally occurred to you in the course of your daily life. It was. Oh, well, I you thought... say that now. <laughs> You're on. I like it. Catfight. It's a very good question, Grace. I, 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 hopefully we'll get you an answer. J. Louise Knight is in... LBC 97.3, London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. It's 12 minutes to one. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC 97.3. Mystery Act continues. Uh, what, if you die of natural causes, what have you actually died of? It's not very natural <laughs> to die. Well, I suppose it's the most natural thing in the world in one sense, but on the other hand, if it's natural, why aren't we all dropping dead every minute? You see what I mean. It's not a disease, it's not an accident, it's natural causes. What does it mean? And why, when girls have a fight, do we call it a cat fight? I like that. We've gone definitive on almost everything else, except the origins of confetti. I've had a cracking answer by email, but I can't read it out. I've got a mystery hour is phone only. Uh, and the physiological explanation of why we get a lump in the throat when we're upset and or nervous. Alison is in Boreham Wood. Alison, question or answer? It's a question. Marvellous. Um, I was driving by Windsor during the Jubilee celebrations, and it made me think, where do the formation flyers and red arrows practice, and how do they know they get it right? The, well, what Jubilee celebrations? It hasn't started yet. Last weekend they had flyovers. Did there they? Was a, yeah, there was a group of them doing, like, they, they were in the shape of a number 60, oh. and they had the red arrows with red, white, and blue. I, I, I can only take one question, Alison. Well, it's, it's where do they all practice, and how do they know they got that, it right? That's two questions. Oh, come on. No, no sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I can't just rip up the rules that have been established over years to accommodate well, you. Well, have done in the park, because no, they're kind of linked. No, no, I have never done that. How dare you cast dispersions upon my <laughs> presenting integrity? Do you want to know where they practice, or do you want to know how they know they've got it right? Mm, uh, you choose. Well, I want to know both. The second one's easy. All right, then I want to know the first. Yeah. Where do they practice? Because it'd be yeah. nice to watch. It'd be as good as going to an air show, but presumably without, without having to pay. James, the engineer, says he knows the answer. Do you want to, Do you want him to answer it, or or should we wait for someone with a brain? I don't mind. Go on then, James. They practice in Cyprus Ooh. over the winter because the weather's good and the skies are clear. Okay, so they've been practicing the number sixty and everything. Since Stop winter, talking now, James, please. Sorry, Alison, I didn't hear any of that. I got this. I mean, Herbert muttering in my... I know how David Cameron felt yesterday during Prime Minister's questions, actually. <laughs> referred to Ed Balls as a muttering idiot. They practice in Cyprus, and uh, the, 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 that's all you need to know. OK. And how do they know they've got it right? Presumably some bloke on the ground tells them, Alison, come on, wake up. Well, the thing is, it's always such a surprise. They don't allow people to watch, which is why I wondered... Yeah. No, but they would, you know, well, they practice all winter in green suits, and when the commander passes them out, they get given their red suit. Okay. All right. I'm not convinced, but... Nor would I be, but this is actually the one area. There's one or two areas where he knows what he's talking about, and th this is one of the... Does that mean I have to give Jones, silent Jones, a round of applause? I'm not sure. Well, what are your qualifications? <laughs> oh, turn that off! This mi I don't believe it! What are your qualifications, Jones? I like, I said, he said, he said, I like aeroplanes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that is the correct answer, I promise you, he does know about these things. Okay, well, I'll, I'll accept that until Good. such time someone calls up and says differently. They won't, you, if they, they, he's not going to let them through now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so that is your answer, they practice in Cyprus. 
and uh, and they, they, they get their red suit when they've done the business. Wayne's in Basildon. Wayne, question or answer? Hi, James. Hello, Here's Wayne. Question. Go on. Um, it's uh, why do they call Morris dancers Morris dancers? Well, that's a good one. So why are they called you know Wayne dancers? Yeah, let's not be silly. <laughs> Morris. Did you like my video, then? Well, I, I, yes, I did. You're getting on too much, Wayne. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I mean, I always like talking to you. You know that. But honestly, it's like, I've, re- I've tweeted, uh, if people are remotely interested in this, <laughs> if you follow at Mr. James OB on, on Twitter, I have today retweeted at the request of, what's his job? Scott. Scott, yeah. Scott, who used to be in... Five. The pop, popular beat combo... <laughs> this, is, this is how Wade and I roll. This is and, and Scott. This is the showbiz world in which we live. So I have now re- darling. Uh, it is darling. At the request of Scott, I have retweeted you doing an impression of Will I Am. Thank you. Yeah, well, you say that. Well, can you give me an answer to my question? Now? Well, why are Morris dancers called Morris dancers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll try. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Take care. Regards to Al. Alison's in Kingston. Alison, question or answer? Answer. Marvelous. Yeah, it's to the um, lump in the throat question. Oh, yes. Which became slightly more complex because you also introduced the notion of wanting to swallow, so it's a bit twofold. Um, the the wanting to swallow is the soft palate dropping down. With nerves. Tension. Yeah, with nerves. Got you. And the lump in the throat is, well, psychological beginnings, but then becomes physical in that the muscles around the vocal cords um, constrict uh, slightly. So it's, that, it's tension? Yeah. In, in, the, in the way that you get a knot in your stomach. Yeah. You get a yeah. sort of tense knot in your throat, really, and it creates what we call a lump in the throat. So I was on the wrong... I was on a similar pitch, but the wrong... Well, no, they're definitely connected. I mm. mean, the swallowing thing is... That feels like a lump as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that can be wanting to swallow saliva. Yes. That can be part of it, that when you're public speaking or singing, you can feel that you've got excess saliva. Yes. Um, but also just that the tongue bone rises in the throat if you're stressed, so that lifts up, so the larynx becomes higher, and the soft palate conversely drops down. Um, The same thing that happens when you snore, the soft palate at the back of the throat Uh, actually drops down. Creates the noise. What are your qualifications, Alison? Well, um, I'm an ex-opera singer, and I'm now a psychotherapist, so from two perspectives... Oh, I, I like that. Uh, no, that's that's. I mean, that's doubly qualified, isn't it? There's, no, there's not much arguing with that. So you did it, and now you know why you did it. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, do many ex-opera singers go into psychotherapy? Is it, is it um, a well-trodden career path? I've heard of a couple. Really? Um, but no, uh, I, I would imagine that we're quite well qualified to do it because you know um, a lot of performers experience psychological distress. Yes. So, so from that perspective, um, do you miss the stage? Pardon? Do you miss the do stage? I miss the stage? Yeah. Um, yes, I do, and I, I still teach singing a little bit as well. Why did I do you miss stop? it. Sorry? Why did you stop? Um, I didn't particularly like the business. Oh, a bit of diva, yeah. full of divas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't particularly like that. I'd done it to quite, quite a high level, um, and then I just decided that I wanted to do something completely different, and I developed an interest in, in um, first of all, in counselling, and then I trained for longer, so I... You know. Yes, of course. And actually, yeah. progression to some. Well, it's earned you this. Yeah, <laughs> that's some accolade. Uh, no, it's not. It's not like a bouquet of flowers being thrown onto the stage at the end of a wonderful aria. But it, you know, it's 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 up there. Yeah. 
Thank you, Alison. It's 12.55 and we forgot the Mr. Master question completely. So what happens when you have to keep the whole show alive pretty much single-handedly. Jones is still talking in my ears about red arrows. Uh, Donna is in Harrow. Donna, question or answer? It's an answer. Oh, marvellous. I'm sorry, I'm going to diss Jones now. Why are you apologising? It's a hobby. <laughs> because I... Well, don't put it back yeah. on... To Donna, he just cut you off. I can't believe you'd start again. <laughs> the Red Arrows. Yes. Um, they, they may occasionally practice in Cyprus, but I tell you, if you want to watch them practising, you need to drive up the A1, yes. up to Lincolnshire, and uh, they practise up there. Nice and flat, of course. Well, I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic place for them to How do you know practice. this? Because I used to be in the RAF, and when I did my trade training, <laughs> yes. there was a boy on our course, yeah. uh, an Irish lad called Murphy. Murphy, yes. And he, I believe he got posted to Scampton, and everybody was cursing him because he got the best posting. Because he could watch the Red Arrows? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, beautiful. Um, wait there, and wait there, don't go sure. away, all right? Jez, Jez is in Liverpool. Jez, what do you want to say? Hi, James. Would you like to say exactly the same thing? Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Jez. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got in there first. No, you did. You're both getting a round of applause. I'm just prolonging it to cause Jones maximum embarrassment. Jez, how do you <laughs> how do you know this? Because I worked there for about three years. and uh, used to do the flying back pretty much every day. At Scampton? Uh, no, just outside Scampton, but we, we used to do the, the yard office with overlooks, basically the, the plains of Lincolnshire. The plains no, of Lincolnshire plains, in both senses of, of the word. I love what you did there. Thank you, thank oh, you. Well, I, you live and I tell you what, I should have known, frankly. This is for you two. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, yeah nicely done. <laughs> and another one, please, because I don't want them sharing. <laughs> thank you very much. And now, hang on, and now another one, Jones, which is the one you got that you're now giving back. We'll share that, guys. Well done, Donna. Well done, Zez. They still go, but they do train in Cyprus. They may train in Cyprus, but that was funnier. Adam's in Docklands. Adam, what would you like to say? Um, I'm going to corroborate uh, Jones's story, actually. Sorry, mate. Um, Wally, Wally's in Radlett. Wally, question or answer? What would you like to say? Answer, James. Carry on. How you doing? <laughs> Very well indeed. Um, yeah, no, the cat fight, I think it might be a really silly answer, but there you go. Um, oh. uh, women have ne- long nails normally, don't they? Yes. So I guess, you know, cats have claws. And when women fight, they normally scratch, You've which got it. men don't normally I, do. I think so it must be go. that. I don't know if it's anything to do with length of fingernails, but the mode of the mode of fighting when two females go toe to toe is 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 more is is cat like. Exactly. There you go. Give them a round, of applause. round of applause. Yeah, you can actually. I think that must be. Yeah. It. it looks like it. <laughs> Stephen's in Chiswick. Stephen, question or answer? Answer for the natural causes. Go on then. It's where the body gives up without outside interference. It's Kidney failure, heart attack, pneumonia. It's just generally where the body gives up, a generalisation. But, but so a heart attack is natural causes? Yeah. It's just the body giving up. It's without, without outside interference, like if someone's been shot or stabbed or... So cancer is natural causes? Yeah. As I say, natural causes is what they generalise the, the whole... You see, I think you're probably right, but the questioner was specifically saying... You get it, they say cancer or they say natural cause. I think you must be right. Well, if it's, there's, if it's, there's so many diseases and things that it's either just a generalization of the body giving get, up. I'm going to give you a round of applause. We may return to this though at a later date. We are, however, for now out of time. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC 97.3 and this is Julia Hartley Brewer. Over. Thanks, Roger. Thank you very much, Roger. James, someone, anyway. Coming up after the one o'clock news. I want to ask, 
how much of a second chance you think you should give ex-offenders? Does it depend what they've done? Does it depend who they are? Because the question today is whether a professional footballer should get his job back at his old club after he killed two brothers and left their father in a wheelchair for life in a drunk drive incident. Wonder what you think.